Welcome to the 24th episode of the Invisibly Supermassive Comic Book Podcast of Stuff. I'm Tony Guerrero, Editor-in-Chief of Comic Vine. And this could you could say this is what? I forget now. Is this the fifth episode? Yes, it's the fifth episode. Okay, so we have Brian Bucciolato back again two weeks in a row. This is like like um, super, Invisibly Supermassive Comic Book Podcast of Stuff history. Because this is the first time we've had. I mean, you've been on more than anyone else, clearly, and 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 <laughs> no one's been on you know consecutively like this. And 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 we'll be be clear about it. Is it's not that you're begging to be on there, but I'm. It's me begging you to be on. And this week was supposed to be a certain other person, which we won't mention any names, but. Um, they didn't get back. They confirmed. They said they'd do it, and then I'd never heard back. And that's, the show must go on, right? Yeah. So I guess I'm like the stand-in. Well, maybe. But you know, I don't mind. I really yeah. don't mind. And then you know, uh, you I, know how uh, you know, like uh, Johnny Carson used to have, like you know, fill-in guests, mm-hmm. and then like they would end up taking over the show for a while. So I'm like that. I'm like Joan Rivers. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I and I appreciate because I know you're you're really busy and you got your writing to do. And, I do. I have a lot of stuff I have to do. And so, so people should be appreciative of that also. So. Yeah, I have to work on my craft, apparently, according to the dude in the comment section <laughs> with the bad grammar. <laughs> That's the time streamer. If, if you're calling him out, might as well. I, well, yeah, Mr. Time Streamer. And he, he didn't even um, capitalize yeah. how. And by the way, there's a book out there called Strunk and White. It's a little small book. But it has a lot of information about how to write the English language. Okay. I recommend it to everyone, including Time Traveler. He can go back in time. Time Streamer. And read the book, time Streamer. He can go back in time, read the book, and then redo his posts and properly insult me. <laughs> so how are you doing? I'm doing all right. A- aside from that. I'm doing okay. I have asparagus in the oven. Oh, so you know what that means. No, what does that mean? It means you're going to have neon... P later on. Oh. Well, okay, so I'm going to Hawaii, not to talk about myself. You well, you talked about you mentioned that last time. Yeah, so I'm going to Hawaii for my uh, my best friend's wedding, and I just uh, bought uh, the plane tickets, so I'm changing my diet so that, as I referred to before, uh, I won't be a pale schlub. I don't remember what I called myself. But I think you yeah. said pasty white guy or something like that. Yeah, but like a chubby. White, pasty white guy, whatever. So I want to try to not be that, so I'm trying to change my diet. I want to have a more Tony G-style diet. Mm-hmm. I make this really good um, grilled asparagus. You do? Yeah. I, I've, I've made it a couple t- – I've actually, I've only made it like three times, but uh-huh. I, I usually would, would make it around like uh, Thanksgiving time, uh-huh. and, and it's, it's a big hit, big hit. Like a um, – with a some, some, really? some, some lemon sauce or like a little bit of lemon squeeze on there, some some gorgonzola cheese melted. I should probably take it out of the oven while we're talking. So maybe what, I, what I'm going to do is before Pine we go far, I'm going to run over to the oven. So I'll sound far away for a second, but you can keep talking. Or I can or just, I can just... 
Okay, so you got him out, out now? Yes, uh, I have averted a, an asparagus crisis. Right, that would be bad. Yeah. So, uh, let's talk, let, you know, let's do something. So what we used to do in the other podcast, we used to talk about actual comic book news, and, and we never really really got to that. Um, first of all, I, I didn't officially comment on this. I don't know if you have an opinion of the whole saga debacle. Honestly, I only know that a debacle exists, and I think it involves a penis. Yep. But, uh, like, I don't really know, like, what, they just show full frontal? So, okay, the the deal was, um, if if people are not familiar with, with Saga, you know, there's a lot of, like, you know, space stuff, and there's a lot of sex and stuff. And there's these these, these dudes, they have, like, like, TV heads. So, on the very first page, you open it up, and, like, the TV dude this has got, like... Uh, there's on the screen is a dude going downtown and another dude. And, and then you turn the page and, and there's, there's some more stuff happening there. Okay. So, so there's, there's actual porno, like pornographic acts yeah. or sexual acts. Yes. Okay. And the, I guess the early word was that the Apple was, was pulling it, that you would not be able to download the comic on any iOS devices. And then, you know, a lot of people were in an uproar, you know, censorship and all, all this and and then you know some people were saying you know it's all about the terms of service you know they they've put it's in there in writing that you know they don't allow this stuff but then other people are saying well there's been other you know sort of acts before some people were were trying to make the accusation that it's like oh it must be because it it's it's quote unquote gay sex so that's what you know they're they're you is know, that what gay sex is I, I guess that's what people some people are saying <laughs> so. So there, there's all this uproar, and then it, it kind of came out that it's like, oh, it wasn't Apple that that pulled it; it was Comixology because you know they they questioned it or flagged it or something like that. But then apparently it was you were able to to get it anyways. And so what what it came down to is, is you know people are are being upset. So if if it was Apple that said we're not going to allow this, is is that a problem? I mean, I don't, I don't know how you feel about okay. that. I think anything that shows uh, explicit sex acts, whether they are uh, gay, straight, uh, or otherwise, yeah, they could be. You know, um, I, I think that you know that should be there should be a separate place you can buy that because um, you know the, there are some kids who buy comic books. You know, well, I mean, I, I, I have a son, and, and you know, I, I'd like to know that. He had to go through some kind of uh, a hoop to jump through, you know, some kind of security check to to be able to purchase uh, comic books that had sexual acts in it. Yeah. So, I mean, the way way it graphic goes, ones, you know, graphic ones, yeah. not like you know, they, uh, unzip a, a blouse and then yeah. you know, you move to the next panel. Because yeah, I mean, mo- comic stores that that sell, I mean, because there are there's a whole line of like pure adult comics, and you know, we're not just talking like you know. Violence and you know the, the occasional this or that. I mean, just pure you know whatever adult section comics, and you know some places, some stores would well, they'll have them like on a top shelf or they'll have them in a separate room, and you know so so there it's not necessarily available to the, to everyone. You know you you have to physically you know if if you're reaching up for that top shelf, the comic store dude's gonna see you you know reaching for it, and if right. you're you know and if you're a little kid, you probably can't reach it. Or if it's right. in a separate room, like a curtained room, you know, you're not going to be able to go back there. So uh, there's there's all that, you know, that's fine. And I, I guess what it comes down to is when it's digital, 
you know, there you could you could have a warning to say you know explicit material, but I, I guess there's still the the you know situation where there isn't going to be someone physically there validating you know checking ID when you're doing it. Right. Right. But then again, you know, the account has to have a credit card attached, and you know, it's not like a you know a 15 year old is going to have their own credit card. Yeah, but let, let's be realistic, right? I mean, I have a twelve, a twelve and a half year old son, and he's got an iPod, and he's got a he's got a Kindle, and he's got a phone, uh, and so those are linked to uh, to my um, to my card, you know, mm-hmm. so, uh, to my card. So can he go to Comixology and and get an issue of the Flash, um, and it'll charge your card? Yes, he could. So, so I mean, then I, I guess with that. It's um, a matter of how much trust you're putting in your kids. You know, if, if you're giving them access to your, your credit card, you, you should kind of be – I mean, I, I would think most parents, you know, if they're going to say, okay, here's account. You can check stuff out, but, you know, you're going to have some sort of limitations. Well, he has to ask me beforehand yeah. anyway. So, I'm, I mean, I guess maybe my argument isn't that solid because he asks me before you buy something. But I guess – but so you, then that's going to require you to actually watch the download or check. You know, if he says, I'm going to get, you know, the next Archie comic, but he's really getting Saga, you know, you're going to have to actually, you know, physically look and see what he's purchasing, what he's downloading. Right. So, I mean, there, there are still ways around it. And, you know, if it's, if it's just a comic here or there, it, it's, it's easy to, it can slip by with, sure. you know, because you're, you're busy, you know, parents are busy, you know, you, you could be closely monitoring what your kid's doing, but, you know, it's it's easy for stuff to slip through. So, I mean, there there's that whole debate. But at the same time, you know, people that are of age, you know, and people who have been reading, you know, the previous 11 issues, they should be able to get it. No, I think, I mean, I agree. I, I guess there is no, I don't have a hard and fast stance on it because it, I think there are a lot of factors to consider, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Mark Wade that was vocal on the other side. He He's like, it's it's Apple's terms of service. You know, whether you agree with it or not, they they can do what they want. You know, they had it clearly stated that they don't allow certain material. So it's it's in their right to say this isn't, you know, right. going to be available. But then the argument against that was, well there have been other graphic scenes that Apple or whoever, you know, if it was Apple or if it was Comixology, that they may have missed. So it's like, you know, you're you're letting some stuff go through, but then you're, you know, you're raising a stink about this. Right, but then again, I mean, it was very public, wasn't it? Like, this thing had, like, we had legs, didn't it? Beyond. Yeah, I mean, because everyone was was talking about it. And, and you know, going in, it's, it's you know, the very first page, it's, it's right there. Then on, on the other hand, you know, I saw some people, some like store owners tweeting, you know, and they're getting retweeted or whatever. And they're saying, I can't sell this comic now because I don't want to get arrested. And, you know, I don't know if I, th- I think like certain states may have, you know, certain laws about even having questionable, you know, and I, I'm well, saying questionable okay, material. Here's, here's my question. Okay. And I don't read Saga. I've heard amazing things about it. Mm-hmm. Like, was it essential to the story to show it? Well, okay. I'm, I'm a few issues behind. Um, I have seen these 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 dudes before, and you know, looking at the two pages, I I mean, for, for me as a parent and having you know comics around the house, it's like I I wouldn't have this comic sitting around my house now. You know, I would make but sure. Not, as a reader, you know, as a reader, as a fan, 
uh, as a judge of I, I would, books, do you think it was gratuitous? I don't know. I'm asking. Yeah, I mean, it is, and and I would and. If if that's part of the character that you know whatever the image that's sometimes seen on these screens, I, I don't I don't think it needed to be you know for me personally I don't need to see that I don't need you know regardless if it what what sort of sex it is you know I, I'm right. not you know pointing let me, out. let me bring up a point using violence and and not sex but it's still a similar thing is that is that uh, in in seven um, the whole thing with uh, the head in the box. Mm-hmm. You never see the box. What's inside the box? Like you never see the graphic decapitated uh, Gwyneth Paltrow head. Mm-hmm. But it's so visceral that some people think that they have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I personally, if I was writing the story, I would probably try to find a way to um, to depict it without actually showing it. But that's just me. Like I, I don't judge. I mean, it's his. It's his right. It's their right to to do it any way they want. Mm-hmm. But. Like it, I always ask myself, is something gratuitous? Like, do I need to show this? And if so, what's the reason? Is it because uh, you know I want to promote some kind of imagery for a political reason? Is it because I want, I think I'm going to sell more copies and get publicity, or is there a strong reason within the story that it needs to be told in this way? You know what I mean? Yeah, and and I, I think when when you put that there. I mean, because like in, in the past, there's been seen of you know there's a couple in a the comic, they're they're having sex, and you know it, it was I, it was a flashback, and eventually you know they're going to have a kid, so you know it's part of the story, it's a love story, or whatever. You you see them kind of going at it, but at the same time, it's like, do you need to see that, or could it just be you know the box, and and you know what's happening? Because when when you show that, not saying that, that they're not entitled to show whatever they want, but then you're you're kind of limiting. You know who's going to be able to see that, right? And then you know there's some stores that may not be able to sell it, and yeah, I've never been one to to, to say that that uh, that you can or can't. You know, I mean, art is art, but this is also commercial art, and this is commercial art that is allegedly you know skewed towards children, um, and we all know the reality that it's not really that case, mm-hmm. but. But so I, th- I think there's just so many uh, mitigating circumstances. But, you know, my personal stance is that, that I think it probably wouldn't be- it would have been better if they didn't do it. I mean, uh, you ever see the movie Kids? I did not, but I, I Harmony I, Corinne and uh, what's the other Joker's name? I had a real problem with that movie. I had like a moral problem with that movie because it was about kids, you know, who, in New York who were out, you know out and doing crazy stuff, yeah. and they were underage, you know, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, and so they have underage sex. Mm-hmm. But they show one of this one of the scenes of of the you know these clearly underage looking kids having sex, and I felt like there was no reason in the world that I had to actually see it. Yeah. Like, what did you like? Like, th- there comes a point when when your art becomes uh, uh, you know uh, it's not art anymore. It, it turns into some kind of uh, sensational um, you know sort of. Uh, uh, dri- driven by other things, they're not creative. Yeah, and even if that's not what you intend, there's going to be people who perceive it that way, or, or are going to you know take it that way, even if that's not your 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 pure intention. So, like you know, going back to Saga, you know, they may not have meant anything you know gratuitous. I mean, it, it is gratuitous, but you know, it wasn't necessarily like they're trying to shove it in your face. But the fact that it's there. Hey, you, that's kind of funny. You said shove it in your face. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Nice choice um, of words, pal. Um, but, you know, there, there are going to be people 
that that have an issue with it. And you know, like you said, I don't have a problem with it being there. That, that you know, it like and as Elsie said, it's it's a great comic, but I don't feel it's it's necessary for the story. Like if if that wasn't there, I don't think it would have changed. You know what was going on on that page. Right. So hey, well, a, a lot. I mean, this is not quite the same thing. But so, how, how do you feel about um, the the transgender character that's uh, that's going to be in Batgirl, right? Yeah, it, it, yeah, it came out this last week. Um, this this the latest issue. I, I haven't read the story, and I'm and again, I, I'm not trying to judge what the choices are. Um, have you seen the issue? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Is is is, is the characters? Uh, I guess sexuality uh, inherent with the story is it is it something where they're trying to show it to make a point about about se- their sexuality or I, I almost had I was going to bring that issue with me. Um, basically, what what the, the the story with that is um so Barbara Gordon has has a roommate and you know she hadn't seen her in in a few while because of death of the family all this craziness so she's kind of confiding in some you know some stuff about you know getting shot by the Joker before you know she doesn't reveal her identity or anything like that. But, you know, she says some stuff and then, then her, I, her roommate just out of blue, she's like, well, I'm, I'm transgender. And, and then that would, that was basically it. I mean, they, they didn't, they didn't try to, um, to, you know, to, to make you accept a certain way or anything like that, or say it was right or it was wrong. It's just like the, the roommate just says, Hey, this is who I am. And then, you know, Barbara Gordon's like, cool. And, you know, she was accepting, they, they hugged and then, you know, they, you know, she shared something personal and then, you know, her roommate shared something personal as well. So that, that's all there was to it. And then, you know, you see, you know, there were, there was an interview, I think Gail did a, an interview with like Wired. They were talking about how this is like the first transgender character in a mainstream comic or something like that. And, you know, they're, they're making a bigger deal out of it, but it absolutely wasn't a big deal in the issue. Okay, that's I think that's great. I mean, like, I like, I kind of steer away f- uh, from um, making choices because it's shocking, mm-hmm. or because you're trying to, to make some crazy, you know, uh, statement. I mean, I, I felt when they introduced uh, in Teen Titans, what's the guy's name? A bunker. Bunker. It felt a li- like it was trying too hard. Yeah, he, he he does come a, a little like stereotypical. You know, there's there's some stereotypes there going on. You know, he's he is a little flamboyant, which you know there are people like that. But right, it, but it, it felt like it was trying too hard. I, I know there's like one. I don't know what issue, but there's one scene where Bunker says he's going to run home and cha- he's so happy to be home. He's going to run home and, and change his outfits five times in a row. And I just felt like like that was. That was somebody trying to write flamboyant gay. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it didn't feel genuine. It didn't feel like part of something that that was real. It felt like a straight person who said, "What would a gay person say? Yeah. You know, what would they do?" Yeah, I mean, uh, and, and I feel like that's trying too hard. Uh, yeah. You know, in, in, in our book, uh, we have a gay character, but we never, you know, we never had a press release. We have two gay characters. We never had a press release. We never did any, you know, uh, we never shown a spotlight on it because it was just part of the story. You know, I mean. It, it wasn't something that we wanted to get uh, attention for. Mm-hmm. And even like, I don't know if you ever read any um, Young Avengers. You know, you got um, Wiccan and Hulkling who are, are both gay and they, they end up, they're, they're boyfriends. And, you know, it, it's always portrayed, you know, you know nicely. You know, there's nothing, it's, it's not like Bunker. You know, there's not like these stereotypes being, you know, thrown around. 
But sometimes if it feels like it could be natural, but then it, it sometimes it, it you whether you're I don't know, maybe I'm just being a little skeptical. Like because I remember Sarah and I talked about this. Um, this was like a while ago in, on our old um, in our old office on a podcast where it, it it did feel like it was a tiny bit too much. And and so here you have these two characters. Yeah, they're both gay. Great, but then it almost feels like like hey, here's a reminder: we got gay characters in the comic. You know, we're PC. You know, we're accepting. And you know, so right. it, it's it's hard to say when you know, like like you know, you say you got two characters in your book. It's it's not an issue. It's like that that's who they are. Great, they're there. Whatever. And you know, you you don't have to highlight. Oh, let's have this this special moment of them, you know, hugging and talking, or you know, sharing a well, little little. Well, peck no, I, mean, I don't have a problem with any of that if that's naturally within the story. But, but as I'm saying, you don't you don't usually see that, um, like with the other characters, like when uh, when Kate and Patriot and Young Avengers were were sort of together. You never, and maybe it's just a difference in our personalities, but you know, you didn't really see them. You don't right. you don't you don't see characters really. You know, even when, when they're it's married, right? I mean, uh, 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 you know, when Superman and Wonder Woman kissed, it was a huge thing. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not. It doesn't happen that often. You're right. Yeah, and so that that, that I guess that's the difference. Where when when you have gay characters do it, it almost feels like, hey, here's a reminder. We're we're doing this. Where you know, like like all the time when when Lois and Clark were married, you didn't really see a whole lot of it. There was you know the, the conversations, the hanging out, and you know maybe there's hand holding or, but you know it it's not like. We needed to see that that image of them doing it, which again, right. there's nothing wrong with it. But then it, I, I, I hate to say it, you know, you, you become skeptical. It's like, are they doing it just to just to do it? Right. That's always a tough question, and sometimes it's really obvious, but I think most of the time it's not. Yeah. You know? But I guess on the other hand, it's great that we actually have that in comics now. That, that <laughs> and, we can and, and you know what? Like, I feel like you know, there shouldn't be any fanfare uh, for this stuff because we live in a world where where it shouldn't raise any red flags to anybody. You know what I mean? Like, obviously that's a sort of a, na- a naive way of being. Uh, so I get that, that, you know, these things have to be celebrated, but like the world would be so much better if everyone was just cool with people being who they are. You know what I mean? Like that's, it sounds over, like an oversimplification, but it's the truth, man. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm so thankful that like yeah, last week or whatever, I, I put up a, a preview for Kevin Keller. You know who that is? No, <laughs> he's he's an he's an Archie comics. He's he's there the gay character in, in Archie comics, and you know he has his own series now. And in the the latest issue, they, there was talk of you know he's having a love triangle, and you know it's, it's kind of like you know Archie style where you know Archie can't decide between Betty and Veronica. So then you got Kevin. So now he, you know he, he's in the same situation. So it's it's great that you know they're, they're doing that there. And then I, I was also happy that you know we're able to post something like that without you know people the narrow-minded people single view minded whatever having a prom with that being there right so you know we are seeing some progress you know even on the internet where we'll still get people complaining about your craft but at least you know they're they're accepting about other things right right but, but then going back to the saga and and image comics in, in general the, the other thing is when you look at the cover there, there is no the, – the warning is on the back cover because they, they usually have the UPC on the back and you know, it will say it's rated M, mature. But when you just look at the, the straight cover, there's no warning that it's, it's a mature title. So if, if, if some store owner was completely oblivious and you know, just put this on the shelf 
and then you know someone opens up the first page there it is because you know there's no warning on the cover that says it's it's mature so right. that's just it's a little little dangerous i guess yeah i mean there should at the very least be a warning but then again like 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 why would you do a comic i mean is is the whole is all has all all of saga been for mature readers uh yeah i'm pretty sure and I mean, but you can say the same thing for like, you know, Walking Dead, where, you know, there is no warning on the cover, but, you know, you know, from Walking Dead, it's it's going to get violent. You know, there may be sex in there sometime, but it, it's not, I don't think it's ever been explicit and there's right. ever, never really been nudity that I can remember. There may have been like partial, but I mean, the, the the reason Walking Dead is, is rated is for the language and for, you know, the extreme violence. And it's not just zombie violence. You know, you see regular people. No, there's, there's obviously there's rape and there's torture type stuff yeah. going on as well. So, I mean, it's the same thing with that. There's no warning on the cover, but, you know, I guess it, it kind of, you know, store owners, I guess it, it's their responsibility then to know, hey, this is not a comic you put on the bottom shelf or, you know, this, you don't put this next to, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog. Right. Okay. So, you just got to be careful. Um, okay, some other news to, to get into more like superhero stuff. Apparently, some concept art has has leaked out, and they're showing Captain America in a new costume, and it looks a little closer to his um, um, heroes. I think it was their Heroes Reborn image, where mm-hmm. he's he's got like the the white star on there. So, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Now, the white star on what? I don't see the white star. You, you, Where am I looking? Because his hands in a way, you know, um, when 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 oh, in the center, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When when he when Steve came back and Bucky was was Captain America, then you know he became like Commander Rogers, and so he had like it was like the the blue outfit with like the lines and then the star in the center. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I, I like to see it on a person rather than just some some concept art. But I'm sure it looks good, you know. But then it's it's going away from the traditional look. Yeah, the traditional look is goofy. But that that's who that's the character is. I mean, you could say a guy wearing a red outfit with, you know, yellow boots and and yellow wings sticking out of his 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 head and, you know, a lightning bolt, that might look goofy in real life. That's true. That's true. But uh, you know what? I would uh, reply with did you see John Wesley Ship's outfit? That looked badass. You know, that was a little 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 too moldy, a little little puffy. Okay, take take into consideration when that show was out. And that's the thing; I need to watch it again. I've, I've been wanting to the to get that. And we're talking about the Flash TV show, in case people aren't aware, because I I haven't seen that since it aired, and so I don't know how it holds up in these days. Right. I mean, you know, tra- superhero outfit translations to film are always uh, tricky. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I always say, if you had Wolverine, if you had Hugh Jackman wearing a yellow suit. With you know blue stripes, right? It, it'd be pretty ridiculous. It would look ridiculous, absolutely. So I, that's, that's the way it is, man. I, I like I like this this image that they have. I think it's cool. It's interesting. I mean, in in the first movie when when they they had him in his original costume, I mean that uh-huh. that looked really bad, you know. And it was it was meant to be because it was you know for the stage show, right? And then he got the the more leather you know look. Did you like his Avengers? Uh... Um, it, it was it was fine. I mean, it it I, I guess the, where it looks a little weird is the helmet, that the, the mask, and you know I, I understand why they don't want to put the wings sticking out. 
even though you know that's how it should be because what we're used to in the comics but again the the real life translation it would it would be a little silly because they don't you know really serve any purpose i mean at least with 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 the flash as people should know those are basically antennas so he right. can he can tune into like the, the police band or you know whatever or, right. or get like like the sports channel find out what who's winning the game that's true so um, I totally forgot that at two o'clock I was supposed to have uh, a guy come fix something in the house. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. So I, I it, it just seems weird. I mean, I I do agree this this concept art and it is just concept art. It does look cool. It almost looks like he does have the red stripes on his his stomach. Yeah, I can't really tell, but uh, it, it seems like it might. Like, like either the image is dirty because again, this is supposedly leaked and le- a leaked image. Um, but the, the, the strange thing is, it's 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 kind of a bold move because, especially with with Captain America and Avengers, everyone knows him in the red, white, and blue costume, and then all of a sudden you're going to drastically change his look to like all blue. It it is more practical, and it almost looks like there could be a little bit of red on the side too. Right. So. It's hard to say, and then you got the shield, which is is you know the same. So you can't you can't really mess that up, can you? Well, I mean, it did change the shield. You know, it does have that more metallic look, like especially you know with the, with the metal star instead of white. Right. So you, you got that. Mm. Um. Now, also, Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam, my man from Sons of Anarchy. Jax Teller. And Pacific Rim. Yes. The word is, supposedly, this is according to Chud, um, that Warner Brothers has been doing their own concept art. And supposedly, that they've been using his likeness, I don't know if they've asked him about that, for The Flash. So what do you think about that? I think that's awesome. I, I love Charlie Hunnam. You think I he think- would- I think he's good, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I know like people know him in Sons of Anarchy being like you know sort of the uh, the scruffy, rough and tumble dude, but uh, even you know you take off the uh, leather jacket, he, he's likable even when he does uh, you know sort of reprehensible things in the show or questionable things or you know violent things. There's something about him that's really likable. So, uh, and I've seen him. I saw him in a comedy where he was totally, totally a different type of person. Um, so I know he could do it. I think, and I think you buy him uh, as a guy who is athletic enough to to be a hero. So I think he's likable. I think he has a bit of an edge, um, and and I think he looks the part. You know, you shave him, you shave him, and you give him a more Barry like hairstyle. I'm all for it, dude. Now, what about the the previous, like the older rumor about um, Ryan Reynolds as the Flash? Absolutely not. And how come? Uh, I don't. I don't like him. He's not likable. You don't like him. Level. I do no, like I, him. I think that I think he comes across as like a, sort of a cocky, arrogant, um, sort of slightly better version of Dane Cook. Oh, I, do you like Dane Cook? No, I don't like okay. Dane Cook. I was gonna say I, I can't stand that guy. I, yeah. I I like see I I like Ryan Reynolds. Back in a day, he had a TV show called Two Two Guys a, a Girl in a Pizza Place. I don't know if you yeah. remember that show. I do. And then they retitle it to Two Guys and a Girl. Because I guess pizza places weren't marketable or didn't sell her. I don't know. Okay. Uh, but I see, I always liked him. And and obviously, Green Lantern had its problems. 
And I don't, you know, I, I don't think you can unfairly put that on him. And the same thing with, with his, his portrayal of Deadpool, you know, you can't necessarily put that on him either. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think he is more like Hal than Barry. I just think he's better at playing sort of the arrogant guy who needs to be taken down a peg. Barry is not that. Barry is earnest. He's always been like more jokey type sort sort of character. He, I mean, he's. I mean, up until like uh, Blade Trinity, when he he got all crazy buffed out. I mean, he was always kind of like a, a scrawny guy. I mean, he wasn't you know that ripped. I know, but I don't think his person. I, I don't know. I just to me like if. Maybe if you're doing a Wally West version of Flash, yeah, and I, I think that that's maybe what I'm thinking a little more that you know he would be a good Wally, although he's you know getting older now. So right, so his his chances. Where is Wally? Who? <laughs> don't don't get started on that. People will be like, <sighs> "Sorry, fans." <laughs> um, going back to Charlie Hunnam, see, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm not even open. To, I'm, I'm not going to make you. I'm not going right. to put you on the spot about that. Um, so, so Charlie Hunnam, they're they're also saying that apparently because he's in Pacific Rim, that there's also maybe possible rumored suspicion that they might want him to play John Constantine or John Constantine. Well, obviously, it's a younger John Constantine, um, but I think that works too. I mean, he does have an edge, but I've seen him without the edge. He's been in roles where uh, – I don't remember what weird comedy I saw with him. Um, so I think he's, he's got the ability to do either. You know? Does he have the ability to do both? He can do both as far as I'm concerned. Because – let's see. Because we, well, we had um, Chris Evans who was Captain America and the Human Torch. That's true, but not at the same time. Not at the same time. But then I guess that's the whole other thing is – you know, there's still the debate what Warner Brothers is going to do. You know, with their movies, are they going to you know keep doing the single movies, or are they going to actually do you know Justice League and you know branch out and all that? But with with this dark universe, if they're if they're going to do Justice League Dark, you know, would they try to tie that in? You know, are they going to try to you know have Swamp Thing and Constantine and Dead Man? You know, with, with Henry Cavill, you know, Superman. So. Honestly, I, I just don't see how you how you launch Justice League Dark without launching those characters individually. Um, there, there was some talk. I, I, I guess at WonderCon, um, Guillermo del Toro addressed. You know, he, he he said some things about like his his ideas, and um, he was he was saying how the movie would be broken up into like different sort sort of like different arcs mm-hmm. and um let's see i'm like, trying to find out what like what what was said so it, it, it could be be done supposedly the the bible for the movie has has been written and is jesus in it the no he's in the walking dead comic okay um but he, he i guess he said that the character's origins would be told throughout the movie so I guess you would kind of see them as it happens, and I, I, I guess they'd have to be re- really careful. You, you can do it. The, the only problem I have is is getting somebody to watch the movie. Yeah, that's. I mean, like, like you can write a story where you introduce these four darker characters. I'm mean, like, I get all that creatively. 
it can happen and it can be done well. Guillermo del Toro is awesome. You, you know that he does stuff, you know, darker stuff. And uh, I'm not saying that they won't be great. I'm just wondering how you sell that. Well, that's my question about Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like, you know, even though it's it's part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which everyone's going crazy about, you know, here's these people. And, you know, I, I get people, you know, tweeting me all the time. They're like, you know, I'm getting excited for the movie. I don't know where to start with the comics. And, and yeah, there's a current comic that just started. But, you know, that doesn't give you the whole backstory. Well, I can give you my two cents. Okay. I think it's going to have this, one of the same problems that Green Lantern had. Um, I don't know that sci-fi space movies that, that people don't already have something invested in, like Star Wars or Star Trek or Alien. Uh, I don't know how easy it is to break out a new property and have people be interested in it because they cost so much money to make that you got to make a ton of money. And I just don't know uh, who goes to watch that. But I think that's one of the problems with, with Green Lantern. I mean, there's obviously story problems, but the idea of doing like a superhero cop in, in space uh, with aliens and stuff sounds cool, but whose money is it going to get? Yeah, I, you know you know, I absolutely 100% agree with you. And, you know, what the, the argument that I made with like Iron Man, he, you know, he was, he's not like a Spider-Man, Batman, you know, household name character, but I do think that some people didn't know him because you know, he, he had his own a, cartoon. A lot, a lot of people didn't know yeah. him. Yeah. Did or did not? Did not know him. But, you know, he, he did have his own cartoon in the nineties, you know, it was like Iron Man and Force Works. It was, you know, he had that, that weird team and, you know, he had other, you know, series in the past and. But, you know, so he may not have been a full-fledged household name, but some people may have known who he was. And then, of course, you know, they, they did the whole Avengers tie-in where, I, I guess, no, I take it back, that came out before. You know, maybe the difference was because you had, you know, Robert Downey Jr., so, you, you know, you could sell the movie with him. Then you tie it to the Avengers. That's why you could get Thor where, you know, again, not a character that everyone knew who he was. They may know the mythology of, of this type of character – but they don't necessarily know him from the Marvel comics. Right. But I mean, it, honestly, I think Iron Man paved the way. Yeah. The simple, the simple fact is I don't think it cost, it cost a ton for, it, for a comic book movie. So I think the cost was uh, – not that it was cheap, but it wasn't like super exorbitant. It wasn't $200 million. Mm-hmm. And everyone understands a dude in an awesome metal suit who fights, who fights crime. You know what I mean? That, you, can, you can wrap your mind around that. Um, when you go into outer space, you lose people. Yeah, he he was on Earth. He was a man. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And it stayed on Earth. So that's that's going to be the tricky part. So even if you say, oh, you know, maybe Thanos is going to be in it. You know, he was in the end of the Avengers. So you know, there's going to be some connection. There's also the rumor that you know, since Iron Man is supposed to be in, in the comic, the Guardians of the Galaxy comic, maybe they'll get him to to branch over. That could be the only way to have like a strong connection if, if they can get Robert Downey Jr. to be in Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, it, it would just be weird, but then you got, you know, everyone that, that saw the Avengers and all that, then they'd be like, okay, this is a continuation of this overall story. But otherwise, you know, you got star Lord, you got Drax destroyer racket raccoon, you know, people aren't going to know who they are. Right. And, and so I, I think, and the other thing that really concerns me is there and I, I don't know if we talked about this. I remember talking about it with someone. They're releasing a movie in August, 
You talked to me about this last Okay, time. so I think we talked about this last week. But it's yeah. like August is – yeah, because we talked about like Conan and 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 um and yeah. Scott Pilgrim. August isn't the best month for movies. So it's almost like they're saying, well, we're just going to put it here, you know, and, and hopefully we'll be able to sell a bunch of merchandise. Yeah, I, I honestly, I, I worry that it's not going to do well. So. It'll, it'll, it'll be Marvel uh, Studios' first uh, unsuccessful one. Yeah. Unless they do something crazy. Mean, we haven't seen trailers yet. Maybe the trailers are amazing. Maybe Iron Man's in the trailer. Maybe there's something about the trailer that just captivates people. But I don't know, man. Yeah, I have to see. I mean, John, John, Carter, or Mar- John Carter of Mars had, had a huge following, has a, has a rich history. But they marketed it horribly. They did. It's like John. Who's John Carter? It's like some some dude. It's like Sylvester Stallone. You know, get Carter. I get, I agree. So, and that that's a shame because that that movie wasn't bad. Right. John, John Carter. I mean, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, and it's it's just it just didn't have a chance. No. And I mean, the whole argument. You know, you, you, they didn't want to call it Warlord of Mars because then. All the dudes that were going to go see it, their girlfriends wouldn't want to see it because it's sci-fi, which is, you know, ridiculous because you got you know the Star Trek and Star Wars and all that, and yep. then they don't want to call it Princess of Mars because then the dudes aren't going to want to see it. But if if you have some 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 female wearing little metallic pasties or something like that, they might be like, well, maybe I'll check it out. Honestly, um, John Carter of Mars probably would have been the best title. Yeah, but. Whatever. I mean, it's it's too bad that, that that was a failure. That you know they lost money on that. Cause, I know. And I, I like Taylor Kitsch. He was not a good gambit, but but I don't know if he ever watched uh, Friday Night Lights. He was he was pretty good in that. Yeah, Tim Regan. I like that. Yeah. Um, supposedly Iron Man three is tracking at a hundred twenty five million dollar opening weekend. Is that right? That's according to Deadline. They're, they're saying that it's it's tracking well. I'm I'm wondering if if there's if I'm going to be able to see that early or not. What day does it open? Um, isn't it like May third? But then it it like opens earlier in like like Mexico and I, I don't know why why they're doing this. Like they they're opening movies earlier in other countries. And, yeah. But it's it's like if the movie if it's a Hollywood movie, you should open it. In you know United States, go to Mexico. You gonna buy my ticket? Go to the uh, the landmark Tijuana. So yeah, it's it's officially opening up on May third. I can't remember if if the IMAX is moving is opening earlier. So I don't know. I'm I'm worried that it's going to open during or the, if if there is a preview in the San Francisco area, it'll be during um, when I'm at. C2E2. So, I don't know. We'll have to see. It's going to be two hours and nine minutes. That's, that's a solid movie. Yeah, that's long. Um, did you, you probably didn't see G.I. Joe Retaliation? Um, no. <laughs> I'm curious to see it. I, 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 I like G.I. Joe before. I'm going to have to take practice to see it, so I'll probably see it at some point. But here, here's the thing. You know how it was supposed to be out a year ago? And then yeah, they, well, they did, we, we did the third act, didn't they? Well, so they wanted to convert it to 3D, and then they wanted to film some more Channing Tatum. And we talked about him before because, you know, people like Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. 
So they they, you know, they they filmed some more. So and they, you know they they reshot scenes and some stuff. That movie, it's an hour and a half still. Yeah. Well, they, they, I heard they ditched the third act. I thought they redid the third act. They, like they must. Someone, one of the dudes dies, and, and it didn't test well. So they're like, "Oh, we got to undie him." Well, they're all like Channing Tatum was supposed to die in like the first ten minutes or first nine minutes of the movie. I don't know if he if he still dies or not since I haven't seen it. I don't yeah. know if they you know ex, if he dies later or or what, but but still the fact that they they reshot and it's like ninety minutes. That's you know that's supposed to be the average movie, but that's short nowadays. It's like movies you know get closer to, you know to two hours now. Yeah. And and we were almost going to see it uh, the Thursday night of WonderCon because we were in like downtown Disney and it was playing at the IMAX there. But it was like eighteen bucks for an hour and a half movie. I, I think I forgot what it came out. It was, it was like like twenty eight cents a minute or, or twenty two cents a minute. Oh, not you're just pinching pennies at that point. Yeah, but it's like I don't know. So yeah, we 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 passed on that. But you, I, didn't, I, you didn't want to see it bad enough, okay? I do want to see it. Not I, bad enough to spend eighteen dollars. Not on. not bad enough to see eighteen dollars. I mean, eighteen dollars you can buy it at Blu-ray when it comes out. It's true. So I don't know about that. Um, what are your thoughts on X Men: Days of Future Past? Without all the like million different characters, honestly, I just want it to come out. Like, I don't know. Like, for me, obviously, I'm old school, so I would have preferred the the old cast, the the one that actually went through Days of Future Past. But I I recognize that that's just not the way it is. Um, I just want to see it. I just hope that that they do a faithful adaptation, you know, and it's better than than the comic. I just don't. I don't understand what they're going to do because you know originally this was supposed to be X Men First Class sequel, you know, with, with those characters. But yeah. then then they're bringing in all the X Men characters, all the actors from the first three movies, and you know there's there's debate if these two are in the same continuity or not. So it's, I don't know. And then, and so, well, I mean, obviously, the first group is in the Brian Singer universe. They are or are not. They are. I mean, Brian Singer did the first two movies. He's doing this movie, so you figure he would pull from that yeah. continuity. But it's just, just you know, if if that took place in the '60s, and then you know, X Men, when when that was like 2000, or I forget when that movie came out. It was in the '90s. No, it was in the late '90s, like '99 or some shit. Uh, oh, they cursed. Oh, shame on you. Oops. Yeah, not gonna be able to listen to us on Apple now on iTunes. I'm violating the terms of service. Yeah. <laughs> so someone said that the um, last week's podcast got a little little racy. Is that because we we had double f words? Probably because we used a how Jay say. Well, I said the f word once, and Jay say said it once. Yeah. X Men came out in 2000. Okay. July 14th, 2000. I remember it well. <laughs> so it it'll be interesting that the you know see how they they do tie it all all together where they messed up and I guess X-Men Origins Wolverine is not in continuity right be- because that scene that was I think that took place in the 60s and then we saw Patrick Stewart the the weird CG Patrick Stewart yes. um, Professor X yes and and then we have James McAvoy also in the sixties, you know, just a, a few years before that Wolverine movie would have taken place. Right. It's like, it's like 
he went through quite a bit of a change there. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I it just feels like there's there's too many characters. You know how to to almost bring back the entire cast. It seems like. But and here's the thing: in Days of Future Past, a lot of them get killed. Spoiler. No, if you if you read the damn original story, they all die basically. Yeah, and so maybe they're just gonna bring them back and like take a picture of them and put them on the poster and like. No, I mean they're probably gonna have each have a brief moment in the sun, or you know the one that that's not the core group that the movie's about. They're just gonna appear and get, get killed by sentinels. Yeah, get get obliterated. Because the reason I bring this up, um, Halle Berry, um, meant I guess she's pregnant. Which I did not know that. And I, it wasn't me. It, yeah. So um, her quote, she says, Storm probably won't be as badass as she... I should have you read this. You, you could probably do a better impression. That's true. <laughs> um, Is it up? Yeah. If you scroll down. All right, hold on. <laughs> I don't see the Storm thing. Oh, okay. Is it, am I going to say this in Halle Berry's voice? Yep. Okay. Storm probably won't be as badass as she was going to be because we won't be able to do any fighting or flying or things like that. She'll be different than we originally planned her to be, but I think, but I still think she'll be an integral part of this new X-Men movie. There you go. He's just, just cut that, that audio out. Halle Berry <laughs> on Comic Vine. <laughs> so, so uh, okay thank you for having me tony <laughs> and congrats on the baby <laughs> yes i'm eating everything in the house i am huge so i what, what did you think of halle berry now i'm, I'm talking to brian now what did you think of halle berry as storm um i didn't care for her see and that's the thing i don't think a lot of people really cared for her that seems to be the general consensus and I honestly don't think that she was invested in the character. No, I mean, it seemed like she wasn't. And then, cause I, I remember hearing like she wanted more money and, and, you know, she was complaining. And it's just like, well, you know, if, if you're not going to do it, then they'll just write you out. It's, just, you know, there's so many X-Men characters. It's not like you have to have Storm. You know, it'd be great to have a kick-ass Storm, but she didn't really kick ass that much, I don't think. And, you know, maybe it's not necessarily her fault. You know, maybe the story didn't call for it, but. Right. I mean, she she could have not been in it. That would have been fine, but, but whatever, you know. It's like yeah. ever, ever since she did that movie where she showed her boobs or whatever and got paid more money, and she wanted more money. Just it's like you know, if if you if you don't care, swordfish is that it? He wasn't Hugh Jackman in that also, or was it John Travolta? John Travolta and uh, Hugh Jackman might have been been in that also. Yeah. Maybe both of them. I don't remember. Yeah, and both her boobs were in it. Yeah. So. But it, it's that's the thing. Don't look at my boobs. It's like if if you, you, you pervert. If you don't care, if you're not invested, you know, if if you're gonna get all hoity-toity and like it I want more a, money. It was a, a tough time in my life. I apologize. My performance was not its best. Mm-hmm. I you know I did much better in Monster Ball Monster Balls where I said, <laughs> "Make me feel good. Make me feel good." I got an Oscar for that. Yeah. For the monster balls. Monster balls. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. It's good to have you on the show, Allie. Yeah. You know, go 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 eat some more. We can make that, that baby healthy. That's right. I'm eating for two. Okay, we, we got it. 
Nice to talk to you. Uh, uh, let's see. What else do we have? Um, what are your thoughts about... Do you see Kick-Ass? Uh, the trailer did not interest me. for The new one? Did you, I'm asked, did you see the first one? I, I loved the first one. Okay. It was awesome. You liked the first, even the ending, the jetpack and all that? Well, yes. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Okay. We don't have to agree on everything. No, I know. I'm just, just saying that that's fine. I'm, I'm not going to hold it against you if you... You loved it. I mean, it was good. I, I, I thought, you know, there's a lot of parts that were cool, how, you know, they, they did a good job. But the ending was, eh. Okay. So I don't know. That's fine. And then the sequel, the, 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 so you said the trailer didn't do anything for you. Not at all. Not at all. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just not, I don't know. Yeah. It, it feels more like uh, Mystery Men 2 than Kick-Ass 2. I, I like Mystery Men. But I haven't seen it since it came yeah. out. Yeah. So I don't know. It was a shame they didn't they didn't do more of those. I don't know if it was a shame. Oh, looks like my person's here. Okay. Okay. I just um, saw this. This is from from a, a few, like a week ago or so. But apparently, going back to Guardians of the Galaxy, it's going to be a standalone film, and it's going to be. Ninety-five percent in space. You know what? You know who's going to stand alone? The, the four or five dudes in the theater who are watching it. And they're going to be sitting alone. Yeah. You want to stand? Maybe you do. Maybe they're giving you ovations. I don't know. I mean, I, I I hope it does well, but. Yeah. I mean, hey, I don't want movies to do bad. You know. Yeah. But I just feel like it. Who knows? I haven't seen the trailer for it yet. You know, there isn't. Yeah, I don't even know if they've started. How how far they are? But you know what I mean. But, but so so maybe maybe it's gonna you know set the world on fire. Those guys obviously have had a crazy good run. You know, mm-hmm. they just what they need to do is they need to pry uh, X Men and Fantastic Four from Fox. I know they they really can't do that because Fox keeps making these movies to keep the um, the license. But uh, man, it would be so much better if they could just get it back. Yeah. Did you ever see that um that that sizzle reel or whatever that what's the dude that for, he did for Daredevil? Yes. Um, blah, 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 blah. My man who did uh, I can't think of anything. Joe Carnahan. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, it was, cool. it, that can take place in the seventies. Yep. That's how I would do it. That that would have been awesome. It's 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 too bad. Now, did Fox lose Daredevil? Well, they may have. At this point, they may have. Cause I think they were they're running up against. Yeah, because they're they're close, but there hasn't been any official word. But someone told me it's like, oh yeah, they they lost it. But it's like, did they? It's like, how come? You would think Marvel would would try jumping on that. It's like, hey, we got it back. It's like, screw you guys. Well, yeah, but they're going to do everything at their own pace. They have their own schedule, so they're probably happy to have it back if they do. Yeah. You know. So, I don't know. What do you think about Ant Man? Did you see that that test reel? Yeah. I mean, it looked like Ant Man, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it was Ant Man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't give a flying fig about Ant Man. I really don't. Really? No, None of them. Hank Pym. Or nope. Scott Lang. Nope. Eric nope. O'Grady. Nope. Nope. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Little tiny dude. Yeah, whatever. That's honey. I shrunk the kids, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, what if you have? Um, Janet Van Dyne or Van Dyn. Okay, Wasp can fly and she's got blasts. So, uh, 
I can live with Wasp because she can do all this stuff. But a really tiny dude who has the strength of a normal man is to me as goofy as hell. But he can talk to ants. Yeah, what do they have to say? Sorry, dude, I'm busy. I got this job. It's like 24-7. I'm a worker ant, man. I, I can't get off. Sorry. But he, he can make them crawl all over people and bite them and, and steal their picnics. Yeah. I just don't – whatever. I mean, look, in the hands of a very, very good writer and filmmaker, I'm sure you can make a good Ant-Man movie. So what do you think about Edgar Wright? I don't know. I, I would have to read the script. Okay. So but that- the, the test footage didn't, didn't make me Jones for some Ant-Man goodness. What was just test footage? Why don't you throw him in an Avengers movie? Yeah, that would have made sense. See, because what, what they, they should do is have, whether it's Ant-Man or Giant-Man or Yellow Jacket or whatever, is bring in Hank Pym, and then you can bring in the Ultron angle. Yep. Because in the um, the Avengers um, Earth's Mightiest Heroes animated show that got canceled so they could do this other one for whatever reason, they did a, there, there's a lot of elements like from the, the cinematic universe and you know they they did a whole Ultron story. It's like that that it almost seemed like it was like right you know like they're they're setting it up for the movies because you know they right. even they even brought in like Guardians of the Galaxy for an episode. It's like you know to introduce them. So it's like they they could totally do Ultron. You right. know you have some deadly killer robot. That's more believable than having Thanos. Who I, you know I do love Thanos. Thanos is cool. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, Ant-Man is supposed to come out November 6, 2015. Okay. Hey, the Vision, who created the Vision? He used to be the, the Human Torch, right? No. That it was, was the essence of the Human Torch, or no? That, well, that was the, what everyone, they believe, but then they found out that it wasn't um, Jim Hammond, the Human Torch. But um, it was, because that, that's, that's what they're, they're discussing that in Age of Ultron currently. And you know they they keep point, they pointing out how it was Ultron that created Vision, and then they used um, Simon Williams Wonder Man's brain patterns and all that. So, but Vision would be cool, and in, in to see him. But you need Ultron to have Vision. So, I heard that this was actually the age of Ultron. It is. We're in like a new age. Yeah, the, the age of Ultron. That's what they say. I always felt like there was a design flaw in Ultron because he couldn't close his mouth. He didn't need to. He's just like, ah. Yeah, but like, like he's laughing. On, didn't didn't uh, Wasp just go inside of him and blast him up? Yeah, but then, you know, a lot of times he's got like the energy stuff like spewing out. So maybe maybe a, a different model. He has like a screen inside there. So it's like, yeah, you can go in there. What are you going to do? Zap the inside of my adamantium mouth? It's like, that's not going to do anything. Right. So. I don't know. Um, hey, have they have they used the have they used Annihilus anytime in the, recently? In the comics, yeah. Um, it was it was in Annihilation, which was all all like the, the cosmic stuff. Um, they they had him like trying to destroy the universe, and it was actually Nova, um, Richard Ryder, who like reached into his mouth and like pulled out like his insights as. Very, very graphic. But then I used to, I used to like Annihilus. So he died, but then he was sort of like reborn, and 
because then when 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 Johnny Storm died, it was it was almost like this like younger Nihilus that was like like there, and I, I think he was actually he he pooped in Peter Parker's toilet. That's weird. Yeah, because because you know Johnny Storm didn't die. In case you didn't know, he was just like in a negative zone for a while, and he kind of took over. That that whole big the death of the Fantastic Four guy that turned out to be Johnny Storm that lasted like. Seven minutes, right? It was, yeah, like a year, almost. Yeah, that's pretty bogus. Yeah, well, that's how it is. Just kind of like 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 Jean Grey didn't die. Yeah, but at least they went what seven, eight years. That was a while, yeah. You know, what I'm thinking that I, I should do is I should write a story where it's like this big impactful death, and then he comes back uh, in a backup story after uh, <laughs> in the end of it. There was that, I think feel like that that happened. Um, <laughs> no, there, there was someone where. Where a character died, but then like two pages later they they were back. No, I think it should just be in a backup story that that's not referenced. Like we, they don't you don't tell anyone that they're coming back in the backup story. I can't do that. That'd be awesome. That would never happen. I'm not saying it would happen. I'm just saying it'd be awesome. How great it would be to read like this impactful death. And then you flip to the backup story, and then they get resurrected. So are you saying like in the same issue or just some other? No, in the very same issue. And then, then you know, New York Post runs a story. Yeah, the death and life of Superman. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. What did you think of Dread? Did you see that? I loved it. You know what it was? It was a cooler... A cooler version of Die Hard, but without the heart. Yeah. So it didn't have the heart of the original Die Hard. You know what I mean? Like, you weren't emotionally invested in Dread. But he was so badass that you're like, I just, I just, I want to see him shoot more bad guys. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I, I liked that they didn't try to throw in, like, a romance angle. Yeah, and they didn't make him, and he didn't take off his helmet. Yeah, because, you know, Stallone's got... Take off his helmet. Yeah. He also has to wear like uh, 17 inch heels. Yeah. So it, it seems like it, it's pretty much. It's, there's not going to be a sequel. It's, Why? What did they say? What did they say? It just it didn't do well. And <sighs> not even worldwide? Like, like in. I, it supposedly the Blu ray sales did well. But I, I guess. You know, I, I know there's like a, a, a Facebook fan page. It's like, you know. Like this page to try to get a sequel to happen, but uh, what what came out um, is there there is going to be a sequel, but it's going to be in comic book format. So 2080 is going to do a, a comic sequel. Oh, dude! It only made 13 million. Yeah, it didn't do very well. It made nothing. Yeah, and and foreign it made 22. Wow, it didn't even make back its production budget. But I, I think Blu-ray sales were were decent, but yeah. But the thing, I mean, according to Box Office Mojo, um, which I'm not sure they're exactly an authority, but I think they are. I mean, they're um, fairly reputable. But the, the production budget was 50 million. Then you do advertising, you got another 20 million probably. Yeah. So they didn't they didn't make their money back at all. Ouch! That's too bad. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. Did we last week? I just want to tell you something. I saw it in the theaters. I took, I took uh, Paris and my best friend, my other best friend. I got two best friends for those who are keeping score. And um, one's getting married. One's getting married again. Yes. 
again for the second time. And one is a detective uh, in in uh, New Jersey. So they're uh, yeah, they don't live in in LA. So yeah, maybe I'll start auditioning for a, an LA best friend. I have some candidates already, but <laughs> if you want to be my LA best friend, uh, you should jump on to Comic Vine on the comments section and uh, leave your contact information. And maybe one or two things about yourself, why you think you'd be a good best friend, uh, and why you want to be my best friend, L.A. What about Time Streamer? Can he apply? He can apply. I will teach him how to write. <laughs> and, and, then he can, and that will help me improve my craft, you see. Because mm-hmm. you need to work on it. Because sometimes when you, when you teach, you learn. Yeah, that is true. See what I'm saying? Did we talk about... Um, so this dude, Ice Prince X, says, when does a feat of a character end? Did we, we didn't talk about that one last what week. Is that, what does that even mean? Okay, so here's a question. He says, or when does it become obsolete or no longer applicable? This stemmed out of the constant battle thread I lurked into where a character is stripped off their feats only because it's been a while when they used their powers. To cite an example is Electra. She said to been able to do a silent scream that can kill, but was only shown once or her other abilities of illusion and mesmerizing and even precognition. Anyways, it happened before, so it should be canon, right? Regardless of time, unless there's a reboot or rebirth of the character. So I guess what um, Ice Prince X is saying, so if, like, let, let's say, okay, Barry with his, his speed mind thing. Yep. You know, so... Let's say he, he, he did it twice in, in, in the series. And then let's say it's like years until he does it again. So, I, you know, I guess the question is, if a character does something, if they're shown to do it, shouldn't they always be able to do it? Or is it something that if, if it's kind of forgotten, then people just say, well, we're not going to worry about that. That's no longer part of their abilities. I don't think there's an answer to that question. If somebody who is writing the book decides to use those abilities and they come back and they don't come back until somebody decides to use those abilities for the character. So I think they're just dormant. And sometimes I I bet you there's been cases where characters have done stupid things, like suddenly had an ability to do something outrageous that, uh, then maybe the editorial people for the company were like, yeah, we can't have him do that again. That was stupid. Yeah. But, you know, someone else comes along and if you got a different editor or something, they're like, hey, I'm going to do this. This happened, you know. And, and like, remember when he did that really stupid thing that was out of character? But yeah, yeah I want to make him do that. But I have a cool way of making it happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yes, I, I think. And even if it didn't happen, it could always happen again. Right. Did you know that, that, uh, that Barry Allen has a sonic screen? I did not. Yeah, I didn't know that either. <laughs> Now, now that's going to be his. He's going to be able to scream really fast. Oh, it was a psionic scream. Ah, that makes more sense. <laughs> um, DC Fox on Twitter. Um, so he wants to know thoughts on other comic book movies coming out. So we kind of talked about um, Kick Ass 2. Um, oh, what about Red? Did you see Red? I didn't see Red. You did not? Bruce Willis. John yeah, Michael. you know what? Bruce Willis, uh, he doesn't have the street cred anymore. As far as I'm concerned. I like Bruce Willis. I did not see Good Day to Die Hard. Is that what it was called? Yep. And I just heard it. For me, there's only one Die Hard, and that's Die Hard. Hmm. It's too bad. 
I, 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 I like Bruce Willis. I don't know if I can see Die Hard, Good Day to Die Hard or whatever. It's like, mm, yeah, I don't know. But Sorry. but Red Red wasn't bad. I mean, it's it's nothing to do with the comic. I mean, it totally veers off. And I think Warren Ellis even said, it's like, yep, I signed it off and they wrote me a check and I'm okay with that. So I don't know how a sequel will be, but I mean, it, it was fun from what I remember. I haven't, you know, I saw it in the theaters, so. Uh, yeah. And Unfortunately, I don't have any opinion on it. What about Ribbed? R-I-P-D? What's you know, that? It's, um, I think it's a Dark Horse comic, but um, you're probably not going to like it because uh, Ryan Reynolds is supposed to be in it. So. You know what? You know, I mean, look, I probably won't. But uh, well, he was in the movie where he switched bodies with uh, Jason Bateman, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I liked him in that. Yeah. Back that cannon away from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the kind of that's who I see him as. He's kind of like this assholey, oops, um, self-centered dude who's kind of amusing. But see, he wasn't always like that. I mean, he was always like a, a jokey guy, and but he was a little more nerdy. And then he he got he worked out, and then people started thinking he was dreamy or something. He got. Let me tell you. What do you want me to tell you, man? Oh, I thought you said let me tell you. No, what do you want me to tell you about no, it? I'm just just saying. What about three hundred? Looks like the prequel, right? Yeah, or the side. I don't even can't keep side quill. I think that yeah. At, at some point, they said it was going to take place like this one period of time during the movie, like somewhere. I I don't even remember. So mm-hmm. I, I guess we'll see. I, that seems like they've been talking about that forever. So yeah, yeah. I just uh, who knows? I mean, like I don't even know what to make of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got to see mean, the trailer. It is, uh, you know, as you say, is um, what's his name going to be in it? I don't even remember. Gerard I, Butler? I don't know. Gerard Depardieu? I think it's Butler. They're going to get Depardieu to replace him. You know who that is? Yes, of course I do. <laughs> he's he's going to be in it for no reason. He, he has an all-time famous nose. Yeah, Roxanne. <laughs> but his regular nose, too. Uh, and then DC Fox asks if we'll review these movies. And when it comes to movie reviews, I I think it's better if you can see it before it opens because if if okay let's say a movie's gonna open friday chances are i gotta work on friday so you know maybe i would see it friday night but seeing movies friday night sucks because the movie's packed and you got all the people who who think they're comedians and you know yell during let the movie me just let you let me let you in on something okay if you're doing a review for comic vine that's part of your job dude so you go watch the first show on friday yeah but we usually record the podcast on Fridays. The other one. Well, move the move the date and reserve Friday morning for your work, your movie work. Yeah, yeah. Just saying. We'll see. No, but see, ideally, because sometimes they have screenings that we can get into before, and that way you can have. Because it, even if I see the first showing on Friday, I'm on. You know, we're on the West Coast. Um, you know, time zone, so sure. people are going to see it. And if if someone goes, because sometimes I'd even go to a midnight showing, which kind of sucks. And then, you know, getting into the office the next day, which I'll still do. But, you know, I I think it's important to have the movie reviewed before, you know, a large portion of the population sees it. Because if they already see it, 
what what then what's the point of having to review? They already have their own opinion. You know, it, it it could be a place where people can discuss the movie, you know. But yes. but if, if you're not going to be able to review it ahead of time, then right. it's almost like, you know, why 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 do it? So I don't know. And like I, I did, I did um, reach out to Disney, and I was like, "Hey, you gonna have any Iron Man screenings?" So we'll see if they get back to me. You know what? I, I should probably. I think I might be able to get into uh, the Superman one. Yeah, you can get me in. I'll fly down. I don't know. I'll have to ask. Well, you, they give you a plus one. I don't know. I know but, some, I mean, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they, they let us. They let us see the movie. You know, but it's like the day before it opens. Not like it's uh, yeah super in advance. Yeah, I, I'm. I think I need to contact a certain person we yeah. both know that's down in that area. I am super, super excited to see that movie. Yeah, you're even wear, wearing a Superman shirt at WonderCon. I see. Which I thought was like, it's like you're not wearing a Flash shirt. I really feel like it's going to be good. I hope so. I have a feeling. Okay. Um, Captain Spark says... Do you think we'll ever see another Marvel Noir series or book? Jerry, see any of those? Nope. How do you feel about the noir genre? I love noir. So what Marvel did, they they took they did like Spider-Man noir and like X-Men, you know, they they, they took some and they put it in that setting. Okay. So do you think that's something that that's a, a good idea even though you haven't read them? I think uh depending on the creators, yeah, it's a great idea. Like could you see yourself Writing one since you like noir, hell yeah! Like do it. I'd write two. I'd write two. No, I mean, I, I thought Marvel noir. Let, let me do some Marvel ones. Then. What about like Flash noir? He is not that conducive to to noir. All right, if if you could do a Marvel noir, what character would you want to do? Um, let's see, Marvel noir. I would probably Ant Man. Did you say Ant Man? Yeah. <laughs> Ant-Man Noir. <laughs> the ants in the old days. I absolutely would not want to do Ant-Man Noir. Um, I probably would want to do Daredevil Noir um, or Hulk Noir. Hulk? Mm-hmm. How would yeah. that, that work? Because uh, Bruce Banner is like a total, can be a total noir character. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. They, they, they did have a, a Daredevil Noir um, just so you know, so you got some competition. And Alexander Irvine wrote it. Okay. You know who that is? No. Nope. But I tell you what, though, there can be more than one good story. Yeah. For, for that. Yeah. So he, he, I, I, I think I, I know I, I bought the series. I can't remember if I actually read it. How about a Power Man and Iron Fist noir? That'd be cool. Because it'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Oh. What about Iceman Noir? That'd be cool. I'm not that interested in Iceman as a character. How come? I don't know. I just Warren Worthington doesn't never did it for me. Never, ever, ever did it for um, me. Warren Worthington's angel. Oh, what did you say? Iceman. Oh, Bobby. Bobby Drake, right? Yeah. Yeah. Neither one of those guys. I feel like they're the most boring characters ever. That's why, mm-hmm. that's why I even confuse them because they suck so much. They're a filler. They were they're, they're like they're like X Men filler. Like you need to round out the team. Well, Bobby's become a little more interesting in all new X Men. He's kind of like more like the comedy relief, and there's some some interesting parts. Yeah. 
I, I would do Beast Noir. Um, which version? Blue furry or non-blue furry? Well, I think I would do the Beast Noir origin where he becomes blue. You get sad. Why not? But although you wouldn't be able to tell because it'd be black and white. That's right. So then he just looked like like the Wolfman or the the, the the Shaggy Dog. Why not? All right. Um, I, I know your your time is limited, so I think let's just do one more question. Okay. Um, this is from Barn Loaf on Twitter. It says, "Do you think Gotham should have the death penalty?" I think that's a good one to end on. Hmm. Well, I think I mean um, death penalty is usually a state's right, not not a city's right. Well, the uh, state that Gotham's in, or maybe they're going to make an exception. They're like Gotham is. So full of crazy people, uh-huh. we need to do something about it. Arkham Asylum's not working. But see, that that's, that's the problem. I, I never understood why some of the people were being sent to Arkham Asylum. Like, you know, you, you take someone like the Penguin. Yeah, uh-huh. Because you, you have to be crazy to be a mass freak, pretty much. Yeah, so... Um, but I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, Joker, okay, you know, yeah, it's debatable. You know, is he evil or is he just insane? So you throw him into Arkham Asylum since you're I not. I think he's insanely evil. Yeah. No, I'm saying. But um, the, the Penguin? Is he insane? Yeah, yeah. yeah, but he dresses funny. He wears a top hat and a monocle. You know what? I say yes. Death penalty. So then, but then what, what are your going to be your, who's, who's, if they're all insane, no one's going to get killed. Well, if there if there was a death penalty, there may be um, there may be more uh, um, there may be, be more reason for the Gotham Police and the District Attorney's Office to try and get convictions and not um, you know not just have them plead away as a you know insanity. Because Joker is probably like the biggest problem, and you know so if they say okay, death penalty in Gotham, that's not going to apply to the Joker. No. You know, even though he's done so many horrible things, like, oh, sorry, he's crazy. You don't, you don't want the Joker to die anyway. There's no more stories. Some people want him to die. Can you believe it? No, no, no. They don't know what they're talking about. Oh, my goodness. Huge, huge ugly argument um, when, when Death of the Family came out. It, oh. it, it was like the most awkward podcast ever. And okay. I, I'm, I'm sorry I was part of that. But it was, it was an ugly debate. It's like, Batman does, and for not that this Joker should die, but it's like Batman shouldn't kill. You know, it's it's not it's not his his job to do it. He, you know, he's yeah, he's a vigilante. It's the slippery slope. You know what? If you if you want a good story about vigilantism and where that line is, read the Black Bat. Yeah, like I I don't really plug my stuff. I just plugged it. That's okay. Yeah. We plug it. You just being on show plugs your stuff. Right, but you know, I actually I explore that that whole thing of where is the line, like what you know, and what does it mean to be vigilante? What does it mean because you're you are literally breaking the law? You know, mm-hmm. you are you are um, taking the law in your own hands, and we have, you know, there's a cost of that. So, and it's going to be clear that Black Bat is not similar to Batman. Oh, I think it's very clear. That's what I'm, I'm just saying for people who haven't had the the privilege. Of of reading it early and reviewing right. it, so I'd so people give it a chance. You know, I, I do recognize that um, 
rather, I mean, and I know people people think that oh, you know, you guys are just doing Black Bat so you can cash in on Batman and and do extra sales. But let me just offer this counter opinion: um, Who orders comic books? Who orders from, them from, from Diamond? Who orders them? Comic shops. Comic shops. And comic shops are pretty much the people who are knowledgeable about comics. So it's not like they're going to be fooled into ordering Black Bat because it's got Bat in the name. Like, I can understand the reasoning if the books were going into Walmart and you have, you know, like, you know, people who didn't know anything about comics say, hey, I'll buy this for my, my niece. You know, I could understand saying you're trading on the Batman name if that was the case. But we're talking about comic shop owners who are doing the ordering. They know their stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not buying. They're not buying it because they think they can sell it because it sounds like Batman. Yeah. You know, so so uh, in some ways, I think uh, sales wise, it's probably uh, a negative and not a positive that it sounds like Batman mm-hmm. because of who is the one who are the ones doing the ordering. You know. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's not a ploy. So I implore people to uh, to give it a shot and, and then judge it on its own merit. And a lot of people are they're like like oh another Batman book. I mean they, you know they 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 get tired of it. So it's, it's, apparently they don't get that tired of Batman books. <laughs> they complain about it, but they they, <laughs> they 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 still buy them. Right. So yeah, it, it is not not Batman, and and there there's no Robin. No. And there's and, no other, there's no other superheroes in that world. Did we talk about? Um, I don't remember if you and I talked about the Robin costumes, the shorts, and the pixie boots. In a, in a new fifty two, no, maybe, I have maybe that. Okay, so, uh, so we we've seen all the different Robins, and none of them have have worn the short shorts. Yes, because you know they've all had just kind of like straight pants. So that that's been been clear. Maybe it was, it was um that that Kyle Higgins guy. I think. No, when when you say straight pants, do you mean non homosexual pants? Just like regular, yeah, not homosexual pants. I guess if that's what you're that's you're you're pants. implying. I'm I'm implying that you're being. Um, Homophobic by calling them straight pants. So just solid pants instead of shorts. You know, right. no underwear on the outside. So all all, all Robins um, and Red Robins, since Tim Drake wasn't a Robin, mm-hmm. they all didn't wear the short shorts. But when they introduced Carrie Kelly into the New Fifty Two, she was at a costume party and she was wearing a Robin costume and she had on short shorts. So it's like. Why would she have on the short shorts if none of the Robins in the New Fifty Two wore that? And I, um, maybe, maybe you know what she was doing. Okay, you know cosplay. There's sexy stormtrooper, sexy Chewbacca. There's like sexy versions of characters. Maybe she was doing sexy Robin. Maybe. I guess that could be it. We'd have to ask Peter Tomasi. Well, that's an answer, though. It may not be the right one, but it's an answer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd buy that. And you know, the other thing could be is back in a day when when Batman and Robin weren't like public characters, you know, they were myths. They 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 weren't like on the news or anything like that. So maybe they'd be like, okay, there's this this kid and these bright colors. And so maybe it looks something like this. You know, we're not really sure. There's no, no yeah. No, maybe footage. it was inspired by Peter Pan. Maybe she is also a very big Peter Pan fan. Maybe. Have you ever seen a sexy Flash cosplay? I have not. So I guess there's a challenge to the female cosplayers. Next, next show Brian's at. What is the next show you're going to be at? San Diego. Um, no, I've got a couple of those shows. I've got uh, 
There's a one-day Long Beach Con on May 11th. Oh, you are? I was going to ask if you were going to that. Yeah, and then there's uh, there's a Las Vegas Con in June. And then, I believe, uh, would be San Diego. I don't know if I'm going to do anything in May or June. Yeah. I don't know. I was thinking of, yeah. Because I think there's, I think we, we talked about there's a Phoenix, maybe. Uh-huh. I think that's in May. Or, I don't know. And then there's like Heroes Con. But that's like all the way on the other side of the country. You know what you should do is when uh, when you do the little promo for this uh, and you take a picture that you put up for the podcast, uh-huh. you should put my head on top of a sexy flash woman. But the, the idea of <laughs> of the promo is to get people to click. You don't, that, you don't think that will do it? I don't know. Did you like the, the image of you as um, Jack Nicholson? Always. That was like, like a super, super bad or super fast bad photo manipulation you can't handle the truth can't handle the booch that's true that's, that's the the subtitle to the podcast and on that note we went longer than you said you had available so i need to let you get back to your craft indeed so thanks brian all right um, brother and Good maybe talking. maybe we'll talk again before the black bat maybe that, that's not we'll till till may was it may 8th may 8th yes okay and then um Flash 19 comes out. April something. Yeah. And last week, I think it's a week four book. It is a week four book. All right. So there you go, guys. If you have questions, you can go to the Ask G-Man video questions form where I I, am doing videos on a weekly basis trying to for that. And also on Twitter, just hashtag Ask G-Man. Ask your questions there. And we'll answer them. So we didn't do a lot of questions, but we we did more news, which is something I I, I never get to talk about. It seems like so cool. So there you go. All right, all right sir. So, you later, man. All right, bye everyone. Bye. So so my question, my is, question is, could it be? We don't, we don't know. know. And I would like to ask you which comic book does affect you most emotionally. Yeah, yeah. That's the question. Question. Don't shake your head. I love Alan Davis. This is a John Byrne issue. I love Alan Davis. I give this a two.